Hey everyone. So, as I'm recording this, it is the 23rd of February 2023. And I just want to let you know that the next intake of my Nourish, Move and Shine program is on Monday, the 6th of March. So Nourish, Move and Shine is a group coaching program, but it is specifically designed for busy women, busy mums, busy professionals, busy professional mums, anyone who just finds it difficult to find time to prioritize themselves and um, might have lost themselves along the way in this whole busy lifestyle. This program is for you. So it's a nutrition training and lifestyle program that is done in a group coaching scenario. So what that means is that there will be other ladies in a similar boat to you starting the program from week one with you. You'll be in a WhatsApp group together but you still get your individual check-ins with me and you have individual access to me also. So it is the best form of group coaching that you will get out there that you do still have that one-to-one -one access with me when needed. So what's actually involved is you get your personalized calories or hand portions based on your personal goals. So fat loss, health, sports performance, muscle building, whatever your goal is, your calories, your macros, your hand portions will be based on your goals. You'll get food lists to guide your meal planning, a recipe ebook. You'll get a workout program so that you'll have four different workout programs to choose from. There are home-based workout programs and there are gym-based home, gym-based workout programs as well. Um, you will receive a weekly email from me with a PDF and each week there's a different nutrition, movement and mindset focus. Uh, movement goals every week. So trying to hit a particular step goal each week or as close to it as you can. In this program, what separates it from a lot of others out there is the huge emphasis on the mindset work. So stuff like, you know, working on your why, on gratitude, goal setting, taking five minute action, stuff like that, that really just builds the blocks for creating habits for lasting change and trying to move away from this whole diet culture. This isn't just another diet. This is a lifestyle change and it takes time. And what's great about the program, it's completely adaptable to your lifestyle, to your stage. So if you're a complete beginner, you mightn't be worrying too much about tracking calories yet, but we're trying to get some basic habits in place. Maybe you are someone who's looking to perform better in the gym and you'll be focusing in on your macros and your protein, uh, carbs and fats a bit more and really being quite specific with your calories. It totally depends on where you're at and what your goals are at. And um, the whole point is that it, we meet to where you're at. We make a small step forward from where you're at and you're just improving on where you're at at all times. And that's what it's all about. And um, so building good everyday habits in a slow step by step approach. So habits such as water, sleep, steps, relaxation techniques and um, eating more whole foods, setting meal times, doing a little bit of meal planning, meal preparation, that kind of thing. Uh, weekly check in. So you get a weekly check in form that you filled out. I go through them every single week, every single form. And I get back to everybody individually on WhatsApp about their check in form. And we try and work on where we need to work on and move forward from there. Um, there are photos and measurement checks every four weeks throughout the program. As I said before, there's a great WhatsApp community and this is always a really special part of the program. That the great thing about the WhatsApp group, it's not one of those annoying, overly busy WhatsApp groups because everyone is has busy lives. So it's quite a functional WhatsApp group as in people might share the odd 
meal idea if they've come up with a good dinner or breakfast or whatever or if someone's having a bad day they might stick it in being like anyone else feeling this and it's great for support and it's great for ideas and it's just a really really good resource to have so anyway like i said the next program is starting on monday the 6th of march it is 149 euro for eight weeks the sign up link is in my bio on my instagram tiktok and facebook pages which is at kate hamilton health or on my website www.katehamiltonhealth.com you can sign up through there otherwise and obviously, as always, if you want to ask me any questions about it, you can DM me on any of those socials or on my email, katehamiltonhealth at gmail.com. And if you're listening back to this and it's past the it's past the 6th of March, no problem. Every four weeks, I take more people onto the program. So it's an eight week program every four. I always have two groups. So I have an A group and a B group. So there every four weeks, there will be a new intake. So um, if you're interested, just contact me and I can let you know when the next one is on. So anyway, enough about the program and on to today's episode. So today's episode, um, I actually recorded, it must be nearly three weeks ago now. And that's how busy my life has been. So like, you know, that whole busy lifestyle, I get it. Um, I'm only getting around to recording this intro now and to processing it. So it should be out in the next couple of days. But I, this conversation is with Sarah Hutch. So Sarah Hutch is also known as Soul Sea Yogi. She is a yoga teacher. She is a stand-up paddleboard yoga teacher and she is the owner of Greystone's Stand-Up Paddleboard Club. So this conversation was fantastic. We covered everything from, we talked about anxiety and panic attacks. We talked about grounding we talked about stand-up paddleboarding yoga sea safety we talked about prioritizing yourself we talked about weight loss actually and we talked a lot about um, weight loss surgery which is something that sarah herself has been through so it was really interesting to hear her insights after going through weight loss surgery and what she's learned from it and how much her life has changed and how the surgery perhaps didn't fix everything that she wanted it to fix. It's a really insightful conversation. I really hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And so without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, Kate. How are you? Good. 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 Thank you so much for coming to talk to me today. I know it's really good to have these chats. <laughs> Anyway, start first of all by telling people a little bit about you. So about your background, about uh, what you do, and yeah, basically anything you have to share. Um, so I suppose I did. Uh, I was a veterinary nurse for twelve years, um, oh. and which I loved it. And then I had my son, and I kind of fell into this cycle of anxiety, panic attacks, postnatal depression. And managed then within five years of that to find to find yoga, did my yoga teacher training. Um, I think purely to enhance my own practice and then just fell in love with it. And I was like, I have to share this. <laughs> it, it it really helped. Um, it helped my anxiety. It helped kind of put things in perspective, you know, uh, totally shifted my way of life, you know. Um, so big changes over those kind of five years. Okay. And so I, I wasn't actually aware that you had suffered with anxiety and panic attacks, because this is something that, you know, would be in my past as well. Um, 
What what was your experience of that? Was it like how severe was it? Um, so the anxiety. God, I remember. I I had like a full MOT in the hospital. They thought I had a heart condition. I had heart scans. Everything was that bad. Um, I had that too. That's so you? funny. Yeah, I literally had to wear the heart monitor for forty eight yeah. hours. Of, yeah, yeah. So mad, and like I, I was grateful to get the all clear and get the MOT and stuff. But um, I I'm kind of. Uh, I kind of live off my emotions and I'd always, I'm very enthusiastic, nearly high a lot of the time. And when this came about, I didn't really know where it was coming from, you know, um, and I'm very open. So I went straight to the doctor and I, you know, I said, look, this is what's going on. I don't know what's wrong. And I was put on meds then, say a couple of years before my son was born. Um, so I knew myself that I was kind of prepared for postnatal depression then. I kind of, I nearly had this like self-fulfilling belief that it was going to happen, um, which is probably the worst thing I'd know and so like I, it was postnatal depression wasn't talked about, do you know what I mean? So it was, and I'm very open. So I think people are nearly taken aback by it. They're like, oh, okay, it's too much information. You know, I'd, I'd nearly share my story with anyone who would listen, you know, because I needed to talk about it. Um, yeah. And God, it was horrendous. <laughs> like yeah. really, um, I think it took me five years to get over it. Yeah, it takes a really long time. Yeah. And were, with, did you suffer more with the with panic or were you low? Like, were you depressed? I think a bit of both. The panic attacks were, they kind of dissipated before I had my son. I was put on medication and stuff and I was, I was sent down the CVT route and I, I was on meds for about five, six years um, until day I got into the sea which was obviously life-changing for me but like the panic attacks dissipated when I before I had my son and then there was this anxiety and it was um how do you describe it uh it's very hard isn't it yeah I think it's it, obviously it's feeling like you're not yourself but not having that drive to do anything not knowing where you're going you know and I think the more I talked about it, the more I was able to process it because I think that one in three people suffer yeah. from anxiety. So I was like, that's like having the flu. Like, why is nobody open about this? Do you know what I mean? The more people I talked about it, the more people that go, oh my God, I have this and I didn't know what to do. I and found that as well. When I started talking about it, because I remember when I, like it was back in, like I had my first panic attack back in like 2007. So yeah. like I genuinely like, at the time believed there was something wrong with me that I was weak that you know and I really thought I was alone and it was only a few years afterwards when I was able to talk about it that people were like oh my god I felt that or I did you know and it, there yeah. was so so many people when you think about the decades and decades of people of suffering and silence that didn't know anything yeah about I, like, you know I was told to get up and go for a walk you'd be grand <laughs> I was like, yeah you know so yeah. you feel really inadequate or really lazy as a human do you know what I mean and it's it's really hard because uh, yeah. I think now, you know, if if I had just got anxiety now or panic attacks and I've just come about, there's so many more tools out there. Everyone's more open about it. It's more accepted. You know, yeah. um, it would have been an easier journey, but maybe not the journey for me. You know, it's I'm grateful for for all of it. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, that's brilliant. And you said then that they, it's your anxiety started to go away once you the first the, after the first time you got into the sea oh yeah I know so, so, tell, <laughs> so tell us about this experience oh so I had 
my sister been at me for like years going you need to swim you need to swim and I was like no like and I remember going over to um visit my aunt and uncle in the UK and it was August so it was really hot and I was like I'm gonna go and get in the sea will somebody take a video and send it to her because I was so proud of myself this is August heat wave and I just (laughs) thought I was amazing so I did it didn't do it again for ages and then got in in October 2019 and it was oh god like the person that I got in with after 10 minutes was like you need to get out like because I was on such a high I was such a rush yeah it was like a natural high and that was the day yeah it was the day I stopped my meds not that I advocate stopping your meds um if you're on them you know um your doctor yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) but for me it just and I've gotten in like my life now revolves around the sea I can't I find if I'm out for a few days like I got tattoos two weeks ago and I was told you can't swim for two weeks and I was like oh god (laughs) what am I gonna do so I lasted, I think, four days out of the water before my anxiety started to kick in. And I was like, I'll just get back in, you know. Yeah. And what is it about the sea? Because I, I know, like, I know my opinion of it now. Yeah. I haven't been in in a few months. But and so I'm not as diehard as you by any means. But I, I know what it does for me. So I'm interested to hear what it is exactly that, that I makes think you feel There's so many things. I think it's that rush, that high of getting in, challenging yourself, like absolutely freezing and going, I've done it. Uh, which is re- it's it that for, that was what got me in at the start so it was that I feel proud of myself I've achieved something you know I've, I've kind of pushed myself out of my comfort zone and now I think when I get in it's it's you're kind of reminded of how insignificant we are Do you yeah. know what I mean you're just we're just like a blip on the planet and you look out, out at the ocean which I'm currently looking at now from my car and it just puts everything in perspective, you know, and it's, it's also, I think it, it grounds us. So we are, everyone comes from different paths of life. You know, some people have nothing and some people have everything and it doesn't make a difference when you're in the sea. When you're in the sea, you're the same as everyone else. Do you know what I mean? And it's just the sense of community. It's, oh God, (laughs) it's just, I, I love it. I think it's, it's, it's freedom. It's connection. it's and we were mostly made of water anyway aren't we you know what I mean it's, it's, it's where if I could live in the sea I probably would <laughs> and when you think about like like you say we're so small we're so mm-hmm. insignificant if you look like in comparison to the planet to the universe to everything but how big our problems and how all-consuming they can seem yeah. that something as simple as that like I, I would get that feeling very much like from like climbing a mountain and I'm up the top okay. and you can see people down and everyone's like driving around and walking around like little yeah. ants I know. and you're like how big people's problems seem but when you actually just get into nature and yeah. slow down and stop it's like it, the, everything is just so much bigger than that like isn't it it kind of like it resets you nearly and I think it's I've I've kind of learned over the years that like you know because I would have people turn around and say oh well I haven't been what you've been through my problem's small and I'm like but it's all relative I mean it doesn't matter what, yeah, what who, you're going defines, through exactly the struggle yeah exactly you know and it's like you say with the mountains and stuff it's you know looking down on on people walking around and stuff it just it just yeah it gives you that perspective and reminds you that our problems are only they're only we can make them not with not we can make them small but if you shift your perspective on it you realize yeah. they're not really as big you know 
what you're going through is not going to be hopefully what you're going through in five years time you know and just yeah exactly and like that we can't like if any of us think that we're in control of of what's going on in life we're like it, we're not you know yeah. what i mean we can't control what like we can make decisions and we can pa like pave our own journey but there are things that will happen in life that we cannot control yeah. and i think the only thing that we can control is our reaction to it and our preparedness for it as well yeah. so that we look after ourselves in the good times so that when when adversity does come we're a little bit better equipped for it yeah and I think mm -hmm. as well, having something like I feel very, God, I feel so blessed to have the sea. And it's probably the mountains for you as well. It's having that thing that doesn't cost anything. Nobody mm -hmm. can take it away from you. Like the bank can't come along and say, you don't have any money this week. You're not allowed near the mountains. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is yours. This is something that resets yeah. you every single day. I just wish everyone had some found something like that. It didn't matter what it is, but yeah. something that is built into their life. Do you know what it is? Now, you'd be more of an expert um, on this know. than me, since you're, the, since you're the yoga teacher. But for me, what getting into the sea does, and it's the same really like for climbing a mountain or like that, it's a form of meditation yeah. because you are one, like taking, get, getting into the sea, for example, especially, you know, getting in at this time of year, you know, the, the, the anxiety of doing it in the first, first place, it's cold, it's windy, you're taking off your clothes, that enough is like, oh, and then you're getting into the sea. It is so cold that you're 100% brought into all your, yeah. to your, like your sense of touch. Yeah. You're brought, like you, you have to focus on your breathing. You, you can't think about anything else while yeah. your body is trying to deal with that. Yeah. Um, and I totally agree. I think that like I, I will meditate, uh, maybe not as much as I used to, um, but people seem to struggle with meditation and they say, I can't do it. I've tried. And it's really hard to still the mind. And I think what people forget is that with meditation, it's not clearing your head of thoughts. It's creating space between your thoughts. So if you can find something, be it get in the sea or be it, you know, as you say, climb a mountain, that's just going to heighten your senses to the surroundings that you clear your head, even for one second between each thought, that is meditation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I do think active meditation is a much better place to yeah. start if you're already stressed, if you're already anxious, lying on your like on your bedroom floor or whatever, like, you know, stopping your thoughts. That's just not going to happen. It's just going to make you more aware of how totally. up your, your yeah. thoughts are. And really, yeah. like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily help. But like a huge thing for me, I, I used to work with a yoga teacher years ago and she was all about um, doing sensory walks. So like I did like yeah. a, a yoga for teachers course. I used to do it every summer. Like we, we have to do a summer course as okay. teachers and we used to like, you know, we're supposed to like upskill, you know, and you, you pay for the course yourself, but you get five course days or you do five days or you get three course days that you could like personal days you can take throughout the year then in lieu of that of that yeah so i used to do so this woman um was, her name's maura broaders and um, she's an ex-teacher she's retired now but she became a yoga teacher then so she was a primary school teacher became a yoga teacher okay. which is a lot of yoga with kids but um she did this you know she still does it i think yoga for for teachers um summer course so i literally I, I reckon about not like i was teaching 15 years nine years in a row i did her yoga course 
every single summer. Like it was lovely. Wow. And we just put nine until two every day, just doing yoga, meditation, talking about just positivity and, you know, working Incredible. on mindset and oh, just fantastic stuff, like really, really good. And then relating it to the classroom a little bit so you could do it with kids, which yeah. was so cool. But she she introduced me to this sensory <laughs> walk. We used to have to do this. She'd be like, you're to go out of the we'd walk around the school grounds. She's like 10 minutes. You are not allowed to talk to each other. You're not allowed to have any headphones on. We wow. just like walk around and she's like, see what you can touch. What can you smell? What can you hear? But I swear to God, I do it to this day. Like I, I, I hate going walking with people. I love walking on my own. Yeah. <laughs> and um, obviously I don't go up the mountains on my own because that's not safe. Yeah. Um, but, sorry, in my opinion, it's not. I, would, I know, I I'm the same. Yeah. I'm like, I would go with a buddy or two, like, but mm. I look like I in Kil I live in Kilcool, so I love going down, walking by the sea in Kilcool and I will go by myself. But like that, I'm always like listening and you know, I'd say I look and then I'll stop and I'll like, you know, be like touching leaves and stuff. I know. You know like this mental girl, but um, I love it. It's amazing. Um, and it's what, it's what brings you in, you know, kind of brings you back to yourself. Like I would do a lot of, um, I do a lot of grounding. So I try and go barefoot. Well, yeah. I go barefoot every day, obviously, into the sea and stuff. But, like, I try and really make an effort. And, I, like, you know, the simple thing is as you're walking, just pay attention to as your heel hits yeah. the ground and then your toes and then you lift your, your leg. And just even if you can do that for one minute of your walk, it's, it's insanely powerful. Yeah, and that's it. Like, yeah. and I would do that. I would go as far as far, uh, as far as I would usually go along the beach and I'd sit down at the sea and just look at the waves. And I'd take my uh, shoes off, my, you know, walk, paddle in the sea or whatever. Yeah. Like I've been doing that for ages and it's funny, I interviewed this guy called Coleman Power and um, he's like into organic fitness and stuff. And he was talking about, about grounding and I was like, what yeah. the fuck is grounding? Like, you know, and now I've heard it so much, this, like it's such a buzzword now. I'm like, I've been yeah. doing that without knowing what it is. <laughs> I know, but they did it. There was a, it was a documentary. Have you heard of Gaia? It's like, um, it's, it's like Netflix, but it's for mindfulness. It's amazing. Um, and G-A-I-A. I have heard of this, but I didn't know what it's it was. Incre oh, it's amazing. I tend to watch it for a, watch shows on it for a month and then I'm like, okay, I need it like a mindfulness break <laughs> for a little while and go back to Netflix for a couple of weeks. Like, is it documentaries? Is it like Yeah, it's all documentaries on you know, mindfulness, health, oh you my know God. Oh, it's it's just there there's so much on it. It's it's incredible. Spirituality Stuff. You know, soul work, all of that. You, you'd love it, but like the hand changing my life here. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> you will, yeah. and I think you can do. I'm not sure you can do a free trial. I think for a month or something. It's it's amazing, but they do. Um, they have one like you know Joe Dispenza. Yeah. So he's got like about fifty shows on it. Okay. It's it's mind blowing. It's amazing, but they have one called I think it's called Earthing or Grounding, and it's where I first found out about um earth in, and grounding and it's they basically did this study and they um they had some kind of a scanner that they were able to see the information in the human body right and yeah. everything would light up red and the person would then take their shoes off and they would do it again and all the information went away so it takes information away at a cellular level um when you get your feet in contact with the earth it's just and it yeah it's it's amazing that's but amazing. that's yeah, that is something though that well, first of all, yeah, we'll check check out Gaia. I'm gonna put that in the, in the show notes as well for anyone else. But um, I'll be looking and um, I'll be getting a free trial for that. Dave is gonna hate me like because he's already sick of all my shit. <laughs> People are like why can't like <laughs> do, like murder cop kind of show? I'm like no, let's watch this. <laughs> I'll yeah. just watch when he's watching football. That's what I'll do. 
Yeah, exactly. (laughs) um, Yeah, like, so that anyone who is feeling stressed, anyone who's feeling overwhelmed, feeling anxious, and, and they've been told, oh, you need to meditate. Instead of trying to sit there or lie there and yeah. li- listen to your racing thoughts, try something productive, so productive, yeah. that's not the right word, kind of try something more active, go for a walk, see what you can see, smell, hear, touch, try taking your shoes off if it's appropriate and um, yeah, and do a bit of grounding. Yeah, I think it, brings, it brings you back to yeah. yourself really, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. And it's I something it's... that everyone can achieve. Whereas meditation is quite hard. You know, it's, it's, it took me years to learn how to meditate. Do you know what I mean? That can be a struggle yeah. for people in turn off voices. I think works pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Like, I'd love to hear anyone tell me that, you know, they felt worse after going for a walk or, know. you know, spending a bit of time in nature. You know what I mean? I know sometimes if we spend too long in the sea and stuff like that, you know, and the sea yeah. comes with dangers and stuff like that, but obviously done sensibly. There's very few people that are going to tell you they felt awful after, yeah. you know, after being in the sea and um, that doing these things, you do feel refreshed. You do feel better. And it's and, you know, I know there's I'm sure there's, you know, scientific levels to it as well, like, you know, and sensory, especially in the sea. But a lot of it is that break from your thoughts. Yeah. And just giving your body that time to just relax from it because it's not yeah. constantly raining. I think and it's you know a good thing I remember someone oh, they told me to do this when I was going to the gym years ago and I hated the gym so I don't apply it to that um now I love CrossFit and I I do all all my stuff now but it's for different reasons but a tip that someone gave me and it worked really well is when so say you don't want to go out for a walk right and you're not feeling great just write down in on a piece of paper diary journal whatever it is write down how you're feeling go and do that thing that you don't want to do um and then write down how you're feeling when you get back so you're always gonna as you say you always feel great oh that's so good you know what i mean so when it comes to a time or it's 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 probably like it's the same i would do my videos so i save all of my videos that i take every single day so when it comes to a day that you're really low or you're not feeling great open that book as a reminder at how you were in this position maybe a month ago and you went out for the walk or you did your meditation and you, it made you feel amazing. Do you know what I mean? So, Yeah, it's... and I think we can lose track of the... It's very easy to forget where we started. So like, in, yeah. and I will get into it further along our conversation, mm-hmm. but in relation to like health, fitness, weight loss, it's very easy to get stuck in the negative. Oh, I wasn't able to, to do this. I, oh, I ate this. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't, you know, that you forget where you were when you started and how much progress you've actually made and progress is not always linear there's always going to be ups and downs always and it's important to look back to help push you forward as well at times yeah. totally yeah definitely yeah anyway we'll get into that in a while i wanted to ask you a bit about your um your sup club your stand-up <sighs> paddleboard club and stand-up yoga and um so basically what you do is yoga on stand-up paddle boards which yeah. like, it's amazing i didn't even know that was a thing that's like yeah. I, I went stand-up paddle boarding for the first time so, yeah during the summer must have been oh, early. Wow. we went down to british bay yeah. actually we went, i went with crossfit solace at the time ah, okay there at the time and so we went a group of us and we went down to british bay and i loved it and i was delighted because i was able to stand up on it but i remember some, some of them were like trying to like stand on one leg i was like there's not a hope like and then i see your videos of of the stuff you can do and i'm like oh my god what core strength, what balance. Um, but what I wanted to know as um, was, so what came first, the yoga or the stand-up paddleboarding? The yoga. 
the yoga yeah. okay yeah and I, I think it was so like I had done my teacher training and obviously developed my love and obsession for the sea and I didn't even know stand-up paddleboard yoga was a thing at all mm-hmm. uh, I had never googled it it wasn't something that I'd seen and went oh I want to go and teach this um and when I got my board I was like I wonder could I do yoga on this and I was like I mean I now I've, I've trained with him qualified I know what the rules and safety but then I didn't do you know what I mean I was just like at sea on my board practicing yoga and I'm not far out where now I know anchor down you know because you can drift and things like that so this was I was such a novice at the time I was just like oh I'm gonna see if I can do some yoga on this and it felt amazing I was like oh my and because it was the same thing it was like it was connecting me to the sea yeah. it was slowing me down doing the yoga just bringing me back to myself and then but it was also it was a challenge. It was something I was like, God, I felt great after I did it. Like I remember doing my first down dog and going, I'm amazing. Like this is fantastic. So I got such a buzz out of it. Um, and then start researching the courses, you know, and I was like, why don't I, why isn't this offered, you know, and then realized it actually is done, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. Cause I was going to ask you, was this something that you invented or does it actually no, exist? Like, I did not invent it. <laughs> yeah. So this, you came upon it by accident really. And yeah. then you were like, oh my God. And it's thing. kind of grown from it as well. You know, it's, um, it's, I, all these ideas keep coming and we just keep trying to evolve as a club, you know, just to bring more, um, more services. We also have like safety is, is, is the main point. So I've learned a lot in the training, you know, um, in regards to, to safety because, which has to be, um, it has to be paramount. Do you know what I mean? There's too many rescues yeah. going on at sea, uh, people not knowing how to stay safe in the water. Um, so having learned all that, you know, we, we keep it quite safe where you're, you're anchored, you're four feet deep, you know. Yeah. It's, and it, 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 it gives people, I think, the chance to, like, I love it. I'm out in the board several times a week in the winter if it's calm, several times a day in the summer if it's not. I just, I gravitate towards it. And it, you don't even have to do yoga on it. You can just lie down on yeah. the board. But again, tuning into, like, feeling the way the waves move beneath you. Yeah. closing your eyes it's 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 amazing yeah I don't know I want to go and do more paddleboarding we'll get you on the summer <laughs> yeah I need to get that right back like I I love the sea as well but I also have like a, a fear of it too so you know like I will only get into the sea on a really calm day like if there, if, if it's any way rough like there's not a hope I or I did I, I did once this summer with my dad and uh, my husband and they were like it's fine and I and I stupidly got in and I ended up getting knocked over by a wave and I actually injured my shoulder but anyway that's besides point I was so mad at myself because I got such a fright I got knocked over and if my dad hadn't dragged me up I'd have been knocked over by another wave and then I wouldn't need to be saved or something yeah. like it was just, it was so I... stupid like but I just but even paddleboarding when we went and like we were with instructors I was really conscious. Like, it was a lovely camp day. I was like, I'd love to do more of this. I was like, but I would be terrified of drifting off or, you know, like, I, yeah. But I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I think yeah. it's, and I know it from swimming every day, like, it's, I had a scare about, ooh, two years ago now, but I'd gotten really cocky. I was swimming every day and I was like, oh, I'm amazing. I can, you know, go in when it's really rough. And it was so stupid. And I needed that scare to just remind yeah. me that, 
I mean, C is so powerful. You have to respect yeah. it. And you also yeah. have to be aware that, like, if you're getting in and it's really rough, someone who's down on the beach is looking at you going, oh, they're getting in. I'll get in, too. Do you know what I mean? And it's you're putting everyone at risk. It's just not, I think, having that respect for the sea and being sensible because it'll always be there tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's the and same with the board. Such a good point that, um, like, because if I was to go to the beach, I would look and be like, is, is anyone in? Because yeah. it's, it's one of your, say, you're like, oh, people are in, it must be okay. Yeah. Um, so it is, it, you do, I suppose, have that responsibility to be like, no, I'm, you know, I could be putting other people at risk as well. And then also, yeah. Yeah. like, the rescue teams as well that yeah. have to put their lives at risk. I know. Too. And that's, you know, we, we forget that, you know, and it, I think when you're, you're local and you're seaside, you know, it's, we're so used to, we know the tides are coming in, going out. We know our wind directions, you know, especially mm-hmm. on the board, it's really important. But like, it's, you know, I've, I've had people message me in the summer going, uh, how do I know if I can take the board out? And I'm like, if there's a wind, like, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to, to explain this, but it's, it's, they don't understand. So that's why it's so important to, you know, I think learn from local knowledge and, having that fear is yeah. is a good thing do you know what i mean because you're not um you're not becoming complacent and when you're complacent you know um that's when mistakes happen yeah and working with a club especially i presume if you're a beginner yeah. you know working with professionals until you build up that knowledge yeah like we had we i took a, i put uh lights on the board um and we took the board out in the evening last week so the water lights up underneath you and it's such an amazing experience and everyone's going to when's it when's it launching when's it launching like we have so much risk assessment to do with this to make sure that everyone's safe you know but it's a big like do not take your board out at night and i have to keep reiterating that because people will see and they go oh i want to try this and they'll do it and they'll get into trouble it's just reinforcing that kind of you know don't go out without some with don't go on your own don't go out without someone that's not qualified you know it's all about you know So where is it, where exactly is your club based and how do people go about like inquiring about joining, let's say? So we at the moment, uh, we operate out of the harbour. Okay, because it's we're anchored down it's four feet deep. Um, it's the harbour's class is in closed waters, um, yeah. even though there's the mouth, but you're nowhere near it, you know. So that's where we do it at the moment. Um and to find it we're we're only on instagram um i'm really bad at facebook <laughs> that's fine i will share all your instagram details in the show notes okay. anyway so people yeah. will be able to kind of contact yeah. you there um and it, yeah like i mean we as i say i do it all year round um but i love the water it's 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 my life you know so we do we will take people out in winter if they want to go out but most people i think are like waiting <laughs> till so summer you, to you, get a bit warmer you do ordinary paddle boarding and then the stand up. Uh, at the moment, yeah. we're like we're kind of exploring other avenues. So at the moment, we're we're focusing on the yoga to so get the benefit um, of the mindfulness, connecting to the yeah, water, building yeah. confidence, and all that. And you can you can stay in the harbor for that and keep yeah. safe and easy. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to come down sometime. I'll wait till Definitely. summer because I know I keep falling in. <laughs> be from all yeah. that you know sudden plunging into the sea but i, I can't know <laughs> oh you'd be surprised um we keep uh, you know anytime i i reverse um a yoga class for the paddleboard so like a normal yoga class you'll start off with sun salutations which is a lot of standing forward folds um so i leave that to the end 
Well, that makes so sense. People, you, get... so you start low down, build your yeah. confidence, and then whoever wants to do a sun salutation, stand up. We'll stand up. Whoever doesn't, I'll give them other stuff to do. Do you know what I mean? We don't yeah. rush people because it's it's all confidence. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. That makes sense to do it backwards because yeah, it takes a while just to get your feel for the water. Yeah. And the board. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Um. So in relation to yoga, mm-hmm. so. I, w- I was going to ask you kind of what yoga means to you and how it's changed your life, but you've already kind of explained how important it has been in like your recovery from anxiety and things like that. So what kind of style of yoga do you do and um, what what classes do you do and things like that? So I think the initial type that I started to focus on was like was yin yoga. So I had done my yoga teacher training and then went on further to study in yin yoga, which is it's a much slower form of yoga. Uh, so you're holding the poses for two to five minutes. Um, oh, okay. So although it looks easy, it's pr- I personally I think it's the hardest style because you're sitting in discomfort in yeah, your own like, head for yeah. five minutes, you know. Um, and then I do flexibility coaching, so I kind of tied the two of them together, blended the two of them together, um, and offered that as my main style. Um, but now it's it, it's interesting. I do a lot more power flow now, so faster yoga, strength yoga, um, yeah. and I think it depends where you are in life. You know, if if things are, it's that whole yin and yang thing. I mean, if things are really calm in your life, so like if I'm everything settled and calm, I gravitate towards the power yoga. If things yeah. are quite hectic in life, I find I'm practicing more yin at home. You know, but yeah. it's um like I love like yogic philosophy and stuff. I, I I love it. It fascinates me. You know, I apply a lot of it to my life, but it's not something that I generally teach in class. Um, yeah. I'm focused more on the physical aspects. Yeah, so yoga as a workout nearly, and and working on flexibility and strength. Yeah, and then yeah. when I do the in classes, it's more it's just introspective. It's more about mindfulness. You know, intention yeah. setting, um, gratitude, all of that. Yeah, two totally different, like chalk and cheese. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of people just think of yoga as a practice, you know, as as a form of exercise or a form of, uh, yeah, like you know, like an exercise class to go to. So, like, I know a little bit about this background from just you know the experience I would have had with yoga teachers over the years. But without, I know we could go on for hours. Could you give people who don't know an idea of what is the philosophy of yoga, your understanding of it? I know that's a huge kind of broad question to <laughs> ask. Massive thing. Um, I mean, what I say and what you read in the book is going to be very, very different because to me, to me, yoga is about being kind of connecting your mind and your body to a certain extent. So it's being very, very aware of your being. You know, and you're not, I don't want to say your place in the world. Um, I would focus a lot on body awareness. So like getting people to tune into their body through the movements and stuff. Because I think we forget sometimes. We we walk around in autopilot all the time. Um, we do things. I mean, how many times have you driven down the road and actually not remembered how you, not not, not remembered how you got there, but you, yeah, you but drive being like, autopilot. I have no recollection of that drive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. for me, what the yoga does, you know, I, I constantly bring people's awareness to their body and I say, how does it feel? What does it feel like? You know, rate this on a one to ten. How uncomfortable you are? Is it worse on this side? On that side? You know, press your big toe into the ground. Just getting them to really tune into their body. And I think if you can really connect with your body, 
that's how you're going to calm your mind down. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 it just it brings you back to. To yourself, you kind of come out of that autopilot. You know, it also helps. I think the more aware you can become, I mean, you know yourself from, from what you do. But I think if the more aware you can become of your body, that's when you can listen to yourself. So you can wake up in the morning and go, God, I'm really stiff in my neck. But maybe it's not coming from your neck. And you then know, oh, actually, it's coming from my shoulder. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of, um, and you know what to do, how to release it then, you know, and kind of get yourself right to the day. Like slow down and reflect on how you feel yeah. because like we race around and we don't even really think about it and then things just become normal feeling tired feels normal you know feeling dehydrated yeah. feels normal you know everything i know is just normal and um yeah. but like what i loved what i learned about yoga was that um now correct me if i'm wrong a, a yoga teacher once told me you know you know when people say namaste that yeah. that means the light within me meets the light within you is that correct yeah, yeah. so yeah. yoga is unity that. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. It's, it's, it's all union about with, with yourself and union with the yeah. universe. Yeah. yeah, and I love that. Like the idea, this always really stuck with me. Like, so you know, obviously the universe is made up of energy. We're all made up of energy, yeah. and I love that we all have that little spark within us. Okay, um, and it's the stress, and it's the thoughts, and it's the everything that you know, the self sabotage, the negative yeah. thinking, that you know, the the stresses of life ends up dimming that light if you think of a really young child like I have a five-year-old and he's literally just a big ball of joy you know except yeah. when he's angry then he's a big ball of anger you know what yeah. I mean? but you know like young children before they've been conditioned in the world they just they beam this this light this spark basically and it's their yeah. true selves and then we slowly build defense mechanisms I suppose to survive in the world and it dims our light and what yeah. I think yoga does or you know or sea swimming or meditation or hill walking or just taking that time for yourself or working out um it gives you time to connect back with that spark in yourself yeah and because because we all have it some some people's are just a little are have been dimmed by circumstances but like it is there and the more time we give to ourselves the more we can shine that light again and you can see yeah. it because you know what it's like to be around people who are really in connection with themselves because you gravitate towards them and yeah. nearly feel I can't say sometimes you can actually nearly feel the energy off someone Oh, you can. I mean, I think I think what people forget is like everything is energy, everything. So even conversations that you have with people, places that you go, you know, it's it's really important to remember that it's energy. And it's, you know, as you say, like you naturally gravitate towards people with good energy if that's what you're reflecting out to the world. So. Yeah. You know, I'm a big believer that what you reflect out will come back. So if you're in a really negative mindset, you'll find your mind will seek out things to um, confirm to you that there's a negative outlook. You know, it'll it'll bring that negativity to you. So and I know yeah. it's, I, I know this whole thing about toxic positivity and everything is great. And, you know, it, it can be quite um, detrimental to people. But the more if you have kind of a positive out, outlook on life and you take the time to you know, say what you're grateful for, you know, count your mm. blessings, all of this. It's going to come back to you because you're giving out that aura, mm. giving out that vibe and the the you're going to attract that back in other people as well. Definitely. Like, you know, I but it's living in that gratitude. And also, like, you know, I do think that we are all here for a reason. So all of us are put on this planet for a reason. Yeah. And I think it's if you're looking for true happiness, it is your responsibility to find what it is that lights you up inside 
and you yeah. can't find yeah. you can't what just that sit is. back and wait if you're t- if you're too stressed and you're you know and you're not taking yeah. that time for you you'll never discover what it is because it's something that you have to feel you have to feel it in your gut when something feels right, right when you have that excitement when you're doing it and like i know life is not that idealistic we have responsibilities we you know it's not a case of being like okay right i'm dropping everything i'm going to just go and become a yoga yeah. teacher or whatever you know that there are but that doesn't mean that you can't start doing something in your weekly life or your daily life that makes that lights you up because you put yourself on the right path like you said you're putting out that energy which is, that's yeah. your true self like that's your true self trying to shine through and you're going to attract more of it you're going to attract the right people into your life you're going to attract the right circumstances like yeah. the path will open you'd, you'd never have to have everything figured out just take one step and keep yeah. leaning into what, what feels good i think is important yeah. definitely i think and it's you know it's like i live a very simple life um very simple life and I have one child so I don't have 10 kids I'm not rushing around in a nine-to-five job um so my life is very different but I think for people even that are say you're working full-time you've loads of kids and I, I hear this all the time people go I don't have time to do this and I don't have time to do that we've stopped prioritizing ourselves yeah if you've got time to watch a show on Netflix and I'm nothing nothing wrong with binge watching tv I have nothing against it but I mean you have to prioritize time for yourself and if that means turning off the telly 15 minutes early or getting out of bed 15 minutes early what you can do in 15 minutes first thing in the morning will it'll change the way your day goes and if you change the way your day goes you change the way your week goes change the way your week goes change how your year goes you know and it has this massive knock-on effect and it only takes even if it's five minutes in the morning just shifting that mindset as soon as you get out of bed for the day just sets the tone I think and it, it makes you more if you wake up and you practice gratitude for five minutes and really, really pick those things out in your life that you're grateful for, that cost nothing. So I'm not talking about the gratitude for the big holiday you're going on somewhere. You know, I'm talking about the simple things. Like I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have a roof over my head. You know, I'm grateful that I have this 10 minutes in the morning of total quiet before everyone gets up. I'm grateful for the stillness. I'm grateful for the sunrise um, at my window. Exactly. You yeah. know, because there's stuff that nobody can take but yeah. death can take it away from you obviously sorry that sounds quite morbid but like <laughs> nothing nobody they're yours and it doesn't matter what you're going through you know what struggles you're going through in life they're yours and they can't be touched yeah and i remember yeah. in therapy years ago my therapist being like you need to find an anchor she was like that's what's wrong with you you keep panic about panicking about all these scenarios that could happen that could you know and probably won't you know um what you need to, you need as an anchor. But at the time I just couldn't understand and she wasn't able to like articulate properly what that was. And that took yeah. time. Yeah. And I think it took age as well. I think it took me heading towards my thirties to really kind of understand what that is. But that's exactly what you've just described there. And it is taking that time for yourself yeah. and appreciating what you do have and yeah. just connecting with who you really are is that is your anchor and just the yeah. ability to do that. But in relation, I just want to go back to the point you were saying on um, um, priorities. Yeah. So, like, you know, prioritizing yourself, prioritizing, that doesn't mean necessarily that, you know, forcing yourself to do a workout class that you hate or forcing yourself to go for a run when you you need to figure out what you actually want. So the first first step, in my opinion now, correct me if, like, your opinions are different, but it would be the first step in in self-care would be taking the time to actually reflect and journal what do you want? yeah so you know being grateful for what you do have 
But instead of focusing on, oh, this is shit, I don't have this, I don't have that. Well, what do you want? And yeah. in a non-materialistic way, yeah. what is it that you want out of life? And once you know what you want, then you can start figuring out, well, what do I actually need to do to get there? Yeah, and you don't Tell need me. a big plan. It's like driving across the country at night. You just need to be able to see that little bit of light yeah. on the road in front of you. You don't need to be able to see the whole journey. But your your goals, like that's your Google yeah. Maps. You Like your goals will will direct you there. And Yeah, and your core values, I think, as well. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It's, yeah. And, but it, it has to be something you love. I mean, nobody wants to get out about 15 minutes early to go to the gym if they hit the gym, you know. Yeah maybe yeah. what they need is, is, is quiet time it, it has to be yeah finding out what you love finding something that costs yeah. nothing and yeah and in relation to fitness if you hate the gym don't go to the gym try yeah. a yoga class go for a yeah. run go for a walk and uh, try some pilates pilates like there's loads of different yeah any type of movement keep your body healthy you know what i mean yeah. that, like obviously i'm a firm believer in we need some sort of resistance training to keep our muscles yeah. strong you know and like that, that's important but that doesn't mean that you need to go in deadlifting and back squatting like you know with that there's yeah. something for everyone but i do think it's important to keep an open mind try different things give them a chance yeah. because there there will be something like it could be going to play tennis you know it yeah. could be anything um and it opens up a path you'll meet new people who are also interested in the same thing and yeah. Yeah. And I think it's all shifting your perspective on it is is huge. So like I look at I mean, God, I used to hate exercise. I hated it. <laughs> and like mm. I would try go to the gym to build up muscle and it was more I it was more because I wanted to look good. Whereas now my association with exercise is very different. You know, I do it because I believe that movement shifts energy. You know, so if I'm, it, it it removes all that negative energy that might be stagnant within you. Um mm. But also I find now I, I love CrossFit now because I've taken away, I don't really care. Sorry, not that I don't care, but I have less emphasis on, on how it's going to um, change my physical appearance. Mm. I'm now doing it because I'm like, it's, I'm going to be stronger on the board. I'm going to be stronger yeah. for my sub yoga. So I love going now because when I'm in the class, rather than going, oh, God, this is taking ages, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get stronger for the board. I'm going to be able to X, Y, and Z. You know, so looking at it from a totally different perspective. Definitely exercise for like day, like every life functionality is the most yeah. important way to look at it. I think yeah. uh, for long lasting kind of exercise habits. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So just, I wanted to touch on um, your weight loss journey with you Yeah. because you have an interesting story here and I actually don't know your story, only just the very <laughs> brief bit you told me when, when we were chatting. Yeah. So, um, I would lo if you're happy to share, I'd love oh, to hear what your yeah. weight loss journey was. Yeah. Um, so it was, God, it's probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. Like somebody was asking me the other day, they were like, do you regret it? And I was like, no, I would do it in a heartbeat. For me, it was, it was, it was the right thing. So I had had, I like, I had been on and off with my weight like really heavy really light I suffered from eating disorders as a kid I really had no control um over my food at all so when I had my son I think I put on probably close to five stone I had postnatal depression I fractured two of my hips I was doing no exercise obviously because I couldn't physically but I was just really low and really down and people what year used, is this just to put into this was 2000 so I had my son 2014 Okay. So, yeah. and I had the surgery, uh, the gastric sleeve surgery, 2017. So that, that space of three years was, 
when did I fracture my hips? 2015, I think. So even a year after my son was born, I just I lost all motivation. Um, and I just kept piling on the weight, you know. And it's I can I can look like I I have this empathy for people that are trying to lose weight. Um, yeah. and not having that drive because people say to you go for a walk just don't eat as much hire a personal trainer that's your only answer but for me at the time I wasn't in the headspace and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse so I had fractured my hips and I was unconscious for about 18 months so I obviously kept piling on the weight from then and they were going to give me injections to I had low bone density so they were going to give me injections to build up my bone density but the risk of the injections was like a fracture of my femur and I was like I that's not an option like I can't go on crutches again if that happens to me so I, I can't remember how how I came about finding out about the surgery but I think I, I found it and went oh this is it I, this is what I'm doing and kind of just, just just to be clear for people listening what type of surgery is this so it's gastric sleeve okay so there's I think there's like three options there's the gastric band which is removable there's gastric sleeve which is gastric sleeve and gastric bypass are um non-reversible okay as far as like gastric sleeve the one I had is non-reversible I'm not sure about gastric bypass but um it's so it wasn't it's offered in Ireland but I went for an appointment here and they were like look you need to if you put on another two stone you'll qualify for surgery here but in my mind I was like I have no I've no high blood pressure I don't have diabetes you know um the only issue I had at the time was my weight and I was like if I put on more weight and wait another year for the surgery I'm gonna have all these health complications that are going to affect my recovery you know yeah. and and how well it does so I ended up going over to the UK um in 2017 got that done and yeah like I was it, it was life-changing I think for the first for the first year I had a lot of shame attached to it and I was like oh god I've taken these way out people are gonna go this is easy for you and the weight was falling off you know I lost six stone over the space of about six months um and I think at the time it did feel like the easy way out and then I realized it got to about 18 months post-op and I'd lost all the weight but that high that you get from losing weight and achieving something was then gone and then I was left with this I think this anger you know when you when you rely on food so much to numb you and it's an emotional um an emotional trigger what do you call it like where you're you use food with your emotions if you're happy you might eat loads if you're sad you'll go and yeah so emotional emotional eating yeah yeah. Yeah. and I couldn't do it anymore because my stomach was so small so I was like how I couldn't cope with my emotions this like anger and rage would come out I just it was and it's something they don't tell you so they don't really that the the post-op and like I went to a really good place in the UK you know a lot of people are now going to Turkey for it um so post-op care is not great it's great for physical side of things but I mean you know yourself weight loss journey is very little of it is physical yeah a huge amount of mental you know so I kind of had to go through all that um and that's where it was then that I found yoga found mindfulness um I'm really kind of threw myself into that head on because I was like you know it's I have one chance to to fix this I've been getting it's an amazing opportunity that I that I was able to give myself um yeah. and so I could kind either of, kind of forced you to, to so 
obviously, um, anyone listening, you know, losing six stone in six months is not something that no. I, that I promote. That yeah. is, in general, isn't isn't something that's achievable, or you know, that it losing six stone is very achievable, you know, with good habits over time. But so you went and you had the surgery, so it gives you so it solves this physical issue because your stomach is literally smaller. So you, you can eat yeah. a lot less. Yeah. Like, and you, um, you've no control over it. Like I, I would never advocate six stone in six months for anyone. If somebody told me, yeah. oh, I've got that so bad for you, but you're under medical supervision. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So this is yeah a medical procedure. You've, you've mm-hmm. kind of, you've spoken with doctors and, but what I find really interesting here is, um, so you're let you're left you're forced to deal with these emotional issues then that that's left after your coping mechanism has been taken from you yeah and i think it's funny like if if i was to go if someone's go to to you and they're looking for health advice they're looking to lose weight because it's a longer process i think it's a really good thing because during that process you can then tackle the mental side of things yeah you know you have that time because you, you don't change your belief system you know, um, did you look at yourself and see the same person for a long time? Like, you know, when you had lost six stone, did you like, I know you were, I'm sure you were very happy with the physical, physical, but did you feel the same inside? Oh, totally. I mean, it doesn't change any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, and it, it wasn't until I kind of said, you can stay really angry and continue with these, uh, this emotional eating, even though you're eating smaller amounts, do you know what I mean? I'm still eating smaller amounts of the same food. And yeah. it was just that wake up call at 18 months. I went, oh, my God, you know, and I literally did a 180 with my lifestyle. You know, I trained in yoga teacher training. I started getting in the sea. I I went vegan for, for years. Um, I started to, it's more a veggie diet now. But, like, it's every, and I put so much work into making that time for myself to explore mindfulness and that connection that I needed to have with myself because I think without that it's, it's all well and good I mean god the high you get from losing the weight and you're like god I you know I have now the inverted commas perfect figure that I want excuse mm. my language but that's a load of bollocks if your headspace is not in the right in the no. right place it, no. it means nothing I mean I've been very underweight I've been very overweight and I was no happier at one weight over the other yeah, now from someone who has worked with a lot of women and who's working in a gym that has thousands of people, members in it, I can tell you there are plenty of really slim people, really muscly people that are really unhappy, really insecure. Just because you look a certain way doesn't mean no. that. It really doesn't. Happy. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's what the surgery did. Is it just it forced me down that route to look at my, look at my mental health more yeah. rather than saying I'm just going to, you know, medicate and forget about it um and my doctors would always they'd they'd put me on meds and they'd say you also need to do the work you can't just this isn't your answer you know what I mean so it it forces you to look at it and find what makes you happy because your actual outer being has very little to do with your happiness yeah and the the exciting thing is it's a life journey like you know Mm -hmm. that it's you've the whole rest of your life however long that is to figure out who you are what you want to do things will change it's not an eight-week program it's not a 12-week six months whatever program it's it takes as long as it takes but as long as you're kind of keep leaning into it you're like you're on the right path yeah definitely and i think if i think i don't know if, if it's an age thing but i think if you get older you start to really appreciate your body for what it does. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you see it then as a, as a vessel, <clears throat> a vessel, a vehicle. I don't know how you want to say it, but like 
it becomes easier to kind of look after yourself because you're like, if I look after myself, then I get to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You, know, it's, you forget about, and maybe COVID's done it too. I don't know. People pay less attention to what, I don't know, what you're wearing or, you know, how you look because it kind of just brought everyone back to a level of what is life really about? You know, what does make us yeah. happy? And it's not the physical outer things. It's, it's all yeah. in the head. Definitely. And so I think me, if you fix your head, you fix everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I do think that just comes down to simplifying everything. Like I've simple, yeah. simplified my life majorly. I live quite a simple life now as well. I love it. And just less is more like just declutter <laughs> your life, declutter everything and focus on what's important. Figure out what yeah. that is to you. And definitely. at the end of the day, during COVID, when we were stuck, not being able to go more than two kilometers from our house, yeah. what was what what did what did I miss? Like I missed my family. I missed the sea. Well, I yeah. didn't really because I had the sea down the road. But you know, yeah. I, I missed tr- like trying to sneak to Greystones to the sea. Um, I missed the mountains. I remember being on Kilkill Beach and I'd be looking up at the Sugarloaf and th- at the mountains. I want to go there like but it, you, you just couldn't get away with you yeah. know I could, I could try sneak to Bray or whatever to see my parents but like I was like if I get caught in that road up to Roundwood you know how do yeah, I explain I know, I know. <laughs> you know and it's so, so funny when we look back and you think about those times they were so insane but it was like the, it was the simple things that actually yeah. mattered like the morning yeah. walk that I had with my kids um, and they'd actually talk to me and you know things like that that became really important and yeah yeah and that's where happiness lies. And it is important. You need your health. This is what I, you know, the kind of stuff I always promote. You need your health to be able to be happy because you need it mm-hmm. to enjoy the things that you enjoy. Yes. So a prioritizing yourself has to be number it has one. has to be number one. You know, we, we get to put in everyone else first. I think especially if you're a mother. But like, if you prioritize yourself, then you're, you're filling your own cup. You have the energy then to yeah. invest in other people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And like when I was a teacher and I was stressed out and I was kind of, you know, the kids were doing so many extracurricular activities and I was just running around. I was just so exhausted and yeah. I was just not as nice of a mother as I am now. Yeah. You know? And like we, you know, maybe don't have as much money as we did a few years ago, but it doesn't matter. Like, it, you know, it's because I'm, I'm here, I'm present yeah. with them, you know, I'm not shouting at them as much. Yeah. I'm, we do more and, fun things. It's just yeah. nicer. And things, the money thing, like you don't, and it's to say, I suppose it's it's actually oddly similar to the weight thing with me. Like, I mean, the, I would have lived a very privileged lifestyle, very privileged growing up. Um, and when I was married and stuff, like I wanted for nothing. We were, we had money when we needed it, you know. And that then also for me did a 180 where I hadn't, I hadn't have been to rub mm-hmm. together. You know, my mother was buying me food. My sister was buying me food. I had I hadn't a penny. Mm-hmm. And that's where a huge shift came for me then I was like god like I had all the money in the world and I was miserable mm-hmm. and now I have nothing and I went to Aldi with my 20 euro and go what can I buy for the week do you know what I mean yeah but I was so happy because I realized that the, the joy I was finding in my day-to-day living were things again back to it things that couldn't be taken from me yeah you know and just as you say really simplifying it and realizing you don't like I mean it's different people have different values and some people want the big holidays they want the big house and stuff and that's it's totally fine it's whatever people are looking for but if you're looking to go more than that simple route it's really finding finding those things in life that are yours that can't be taken away from you that cost nothing that no matter what life throws at you you know you can still do it yeah 
Yeah, no, that's yeah. it's so true. Um, and such a lovely place to finish it as well, because I'm just looking at the time now. We're coming up <laughs> at 11. So uh, I'd say we could talk a whole other hours. I know. <laughs> I won't, because I know you have to um, go off. You have an appointment and stuff. Um, so just before we finish up, um, where can people find you? Do you want to share your your Instagram, where, uh, where, to, where to look you up online? And then I'll share it in the show notes as well. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, so Instagram is Soul the Yogi. Yeah. Um, and then the other, the sub club and life coaching is yeah. linked into that. Yeah, perfect. So the best place to find you is Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, like, I, I'm bad at using all the social medias. No, that is absolutely perfect. I'll share that in the show notes for anyone who wants to follow you yeah. or, you know, is interested in um, doing yoga or some um, sup yoga. Or any, is that what you say? Do you call it sup yoga? Sup yoga, yeah. Sup yeah. yoga. Um, I was actually, I was in Algae was there. Oh, when was it? It's about two months ago, and this guy comes up to me. I have my dry robe on, and it's engraved or stitched into it, Greystone Sup Club. So this guy comes up to me, and he goes, what's Sup Club? And I said, what? And he goes, it's a drinking club. I was like, no. And it didn't register with me. I was like, no, it's a paddleboard club. And he was like, sup, and you sup a drink. I went, oh, God. <laughs> I now have a Greystone's drinking club, and I don't even really yeah. drink. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Uh, paddleboard <laughs> drinking club that could be dangerous yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh sarah thank you so much i've really enjoyed this chat oh it's really good to chat really really good really good and um yeah. i'm sure i will chat to you again soon yeah okay thank you bye bye